The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's another Sunday night in quarantine, and we're all just trying to keep the boredom at bay. So tonight, we've got something special for you. We're talking to three very different comedians all across the country who've all just recorded three very different comedy albums, and they're climbing to the top of the charts, especially right now. It's your pandemic playlist. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and, of course, coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. I'm Ian Young, sitting here in my garage still during the quarantine apocalypse. We're all just trying to stay sane and stay busy. Um, But I've got uh, our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line calling from his remote location. How are you doing, Vince? My remote location, my quarantine bunker back at my house. It's mid-April. Actually, it's late April. What the hell? Why is it snowing here? I have no idea. Because everything's just unraveling before our eyes, Vince. The the climate is falling apart. The economy is toast. (laughs) 2020. This is the start of the new decade. Locusts. I'm expecting locusts to show up tomorrow. Oh, you, uh, you yeah. don't, we, we don't know at this point. But uh, so on this week's show, uh, we've rounded up a few comics here in Toronto and across Canada. Three very different stand-ups. They've all recently released albums that, that were hitting the charts quite well, especially with all this going on right now. So um, including a couple of returning friends of the show. Before we kick it off, Vince, I want to hear some. We've got some new s- uh, quarantine slogans for our friends at Hakeem Optical. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I've been working on some good Hakeem Optical taglines. So, Hakeem Optical, a little eyewear fashion for some quarantine action. <laughs> quarantine action. Which, eh? <laughs> which I mean, if... when you want to look a global pandemic dead in the face. That's good. There you go. That's a good one. I don't know uh, who's getting any quarantine action. Giving you a good look at what you won't be doing for the next three months. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I feel like we've been on. We'll we've been on the air. The show. We'll keep them coming throughout the show. Yeah, we're gonna have some new ones every week. We like we've been on the air for a month now during this whole shutdown, and I, and every week gets <laughs> gets a little bit more depressing for sure. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to change that right now. On the line, we've got a good returning friend of the show who has a, a brand new stand-up album out, which, I mean, if nothing else, this is a perfect time for that. We've got Fiona O'Brien on the line. Good morning. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah. Are t- are... Hello. We said before the show, the Irish thing to ask you is how you keep him. And then I was, I'm grand to be sure, to be sure. You're grand. So you are. So what, before we get into what what exactly you know how you're staying busy and how you're staying sane right now, being stuck at home with kids and not being able to do anything. So your new album, Magically Malicious, you just recorded this at the end of the year. So this just came out at the start of the new year, right before really all of this quarantine craziness happened. What's this? What's this new album all about? 
Well, I recorded Magically Malicious in December and it was the release was St. Patrick's Day just to get in all the, uh, to milk all that Irish plastic paddy money. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And to give people something to listen to around St. Patrick's Day. It's it's such a a big celebration for any Irish and especially Irish people who don't live in Ireland anymore. They love to have, you know, they love to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. It's important. Um, And so I had a whole load of shows lined up and uh, the album was coming out and then we went into lockdown. So, uh, but the good thing is people can still access the album. It's on iTunes and Spotify and uh, CD Baby. Uh, the album is about being Irish, being an immigrant, um, yeah. moving to Canada with my family and the challenges we faced um, about coming here as a married mom and then living here now as a divorced mom who's doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> Well, and that's, I mean, first off, yeah, I mean, what a perfect day to drop that album, especially with, you know, nobody was doing anything for St. Patty's Day this year. Uh, for you, though, I mean, a lot of this, a lot of this material, a lot of this material is stuff that you've been working on for a while and working towards recording this album. How much do you think your life experience right now, just being stuck in this quarantine situation, is going to change your material coming back out there? I would think I'm going to be doing a lot more material about my kids. and about how we are lucky we have unconditional love for them Um, and about and coping and quarantine and keeping in touch with people and reaching and hearing the stories unfold across Europe because Europe is getting you know everything first and then it comes over here so I'm checking in at home with my mom and my 48 first cousins and all my aunts and uncles. And <laughs> so it's pretty busy staying in contact with everybody. And now I have to answer the phone and answer calls. I can't just ignore them. They know I'm at home. Well, and that's the thing. And I want to come back and break with that. It touches on, you know, a lot of comics, you get so buried in that, in that scene of just going out and hitting mics every single night and working on this material and working the way up to recording an album like this. This is almost like a forced time for everybody to just sort of step back and live real life again and, and get in touch with people again and sort of do things that, you know, you normally in a life in comedy, you normally would neglect a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, it's giving me, it's, and it will give everybody brand new material we never even thought we were going to write about. So, you know, in a way, it's a good thing. And in a way, it makes you refocus. And that's always a good thing. It's always new material that we can always get something out of. Absolutely. I think it's all how you look at it. We're going to come back and find out more about Magically Malicious. We'll be back with more Fiona O'Brien right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Fiona O'Brien, and I'm in quarantine in my bed listening to Inside Jokes. I'm but my love By the guesswork's wall Dreams a dream By the old canal I kiss my girl By the factory wall Burly old town and you're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Vince, what's another uh, quarantine cell line for our friends at Hakeem? Another good Hakeem Optical, helping you see.
see the social distance signs at your grocery store line. Okay, <laughs> not, not bad. We got to rework these. We'll workshop some new uh, cell lines for them every week. Uh, if you're just tuning in now, we're of course we're broadcasting from quarantine. We're broadcasting remotely, uh, but we got a, a good friend of the show back on with us, Fiona O'Brien, who has a brand new stand-up album, Magically Malicious. So, Fiona, before the break, you were talking about, you know, like everybody else on the planet right now, you're 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 at home, you're in quarantine, you're there with your kids. I, I think for a lot of comics it's sort of a double-edged sword because this is sort of forced writing time to sit there and sort of reflect and think of some new material and have a new viewpoint. But a lot of people are experiencing the exact same thing right now. So it's tough to sort of, you know, you almost have to to dig deep because you can't rely on your day-to-day experiences, something crazy you saw on the, on the subway today or something that happened to you or, or, or a date you went on because everybody's sort of in the same situation. I think for you, so much of your material comes from your life at home, your life as a mom, your family. It's almost the strength that you have right now during this whole shutdown. Yeah. Uh, uh, my kids give me material every day. I swear mm-hmm. there's something every day. There's some new drama. Uh, even even on lockdown, they will come up and say the craziest things. I mean, I just spent the morning. We got up for homeschooling and I make them stand up every morning and we play Oh Canada and I make them sing us. I'm trying to keep them like they're in school. Yeah. Um, I can't believe they're even listening to me, but they do. Um, I just had to do a Zoom call with, the, with my 11-year-old's class. So I have to tidy away all empty wine bottles and pizza boxes from behind the computer. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that the teacher thinks I'm like Mary Poppins, you know? <laughs> I, like life with the kids keeps on going and the homeschooling. They're doing video calls. They're talking to their class. They have to put in assignments. It's a whole new learning curve for all of us. And I'm being very, very optimistic. You know, someone said, would you send the kids back to school if the schools reopen in a couple of weeks? And I said, I already have their school lunches made and they're ready in the freezer. That's how optimistic (laughs) I am. Yeah, I think a lot of parents are probably, it's like two summers this year. That's a bit much, you know? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but it is that it is that balance of like keeping them busy and and content and energized and all that, but also yeah, filling that void of like what they're what they're missing out on not being in school right now and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the teachers. I mean, it's a whole new learning curve for the teachers. And my God, most of the teachers don't know how to use all of these uh, the technology. Uh, and so there was a bit of a delay before the teachers came online to give work. Um, yeah. And it, so we're all learning at the same time. And it's all this craziness, but we seem to be getting through it. <laughs> I, I think the interesting thing, too, is like, you know, I, I remember when you first sort of arrived on the Toronto stand-up scene and watching you out at mics and, you know, and everybody was thinking like, who the heck is this lady? Because, I mean, you were just so comfortable and you had so much of your own voice, like right away on stage. You had such a presence right out of the gate. I mean, for you, when you came here and you started just hitting mics and and working through material, I'd imagine it was probably at first mostly just like almost a therapeutic thing, right? Because you're talking about coming to Canada. You're talking about recently just going through this divorce and raising these kids. Did you see it getting to this point where you would put this, you would have this fully formed album eventually? I had no idea it would come to this. I hoped. I, you know, I've always wanted to do stand-up, and I've been at it now about six years. 
and I used to write for another guy in Ireland. But I dreamed and hoped that I would have enough material that I would be able to put content out there that people might be interested in, that might make them smile, might make them laugh, they might enjoy it. So I'm happy and delighted to have enough to put out and to start working on new stuff. I almost think you'll have like a magically malicious follow-up album after this of just like being stuck in quarantine with your kids. Yeah, magically malicious, the revenge. <laughs> Where do you see, I mean, when we when we come back from all this, and we've talked about this the last couple of weeks on the show, like people are sort of trying to figure out what mics are going to look like. And, you know, when, when, when the clubs and the bars and the venues slowly open back up again eventually – what for you, I mean, is there a way where you're coming up with stuff and sort of working it out right now? Or is it all just a matter of writing down ideas and waiting for the time where you can go back out and do them? I'm writing down ideas. Um, I will. I always try out a few little liners on Twitter or on Facebook. And if people kind of tend to get a good reaction for them, I then will try and develop them into a piece. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. And I'm writing down ideas all the time. Um but I haven't had a chance to sit down and develop it or work it out in front of a crowd yet. And I'm looking forward to that. It's good, though. It's a good chance to, like, keep writing and just have some kind of a platform to just float those sort of tags out there and see if people bite. Because then you still, even though you don't get that reaction of being in front of a live crowd, you still get that sense of, like, okay, there's something here. People are grabbing onto it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I've always done that. I've always thrown something out online. Um, and then I'll see how it goes. And sometimes something won't get any reaction online and a live audience will like it. So uh, and that's what comedy is. It's all trial and error. It, I like to do things I think are funny and then I hope other people think they're funny. And I'll put it out there and see what happens. I think that's it. I think that's sort of one of the things that maybe got you where you are and, and led to this album is that that approach that you've always taken where it's just like, Yes, I'm I'm taking this seriously because I want to do this with my life, but I don't take myself too seriously to the point where you're not afraid to just try stuff and float it out there. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Absolutely. I mean, I will put a load of stuff out there and, and you know, the majority of it might be crap, but there could be a few little golden nuggets in there that I will then develop and work on and make into more of a story. So that's how I've always done it. And that's how I hope to continue doing it. Um, but yeah, I was, I'm delighted to have an album out and with people in isolation, I hope they have time and they can listen to it. Well, exactly. And I think what got you to that album is maybe a lot of comics need less ego. I don't know. <laughs> less oh, ego yeah. and like defeatism, you know? Do, do you know what? It's all about being silly and having fun. And what usually gets people into comedy is you want to make people laugh and you don't mind making fun of yourself or your situation to do that. And I don't take myself seriously. I'm at an age now where I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? I have three great kids, um, you know, of a lovely family in Ireland. You know, I'm, I'm not worried about things. I throw things out there. If it works, it works. Yeah, exactly. All right, Fiona, thank you so much. And, of course, everybody can, uh, can get Magically Malicious right now on iTunes, all the online platforms. This is the perfect time to listen to some new comedy albums. Fiona, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Take care. We'll talk to you soon and stay sane. Stay sane out there. Yes, wash your hands. <laughs> there you go. That's some good mom advice from Fiona O'Brien. We'll be right back with Jarrett Campbell coming up next on more Inside Jokes. This is Molly Earl, and uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes. 
So I guess that's about your liver. My liver and my, uh, <laughs> still got my teeth and, uh, <laughs> my own teeth. And we're on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. So before the break, we had Fiona O'Brien on the line with her new album, Magically Malicious. we got a totally different comedy album uh, coming up next, though. We're going to talk to Jarrett Campbell, whose recent album, Straight White Fail, was actually Juno-nominated, and now, of course, nobody could be on stage anymore right now. So we got Jarrett Campbell online. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How you doing? I mean, we're all just trying to figure out how to stay busy and kind of keep sane during all of this. But I mean, for you, for, you know, I mean, you, you worked your way up towards this album before quarantine happened. You were having a hell of a year, honestly. Yeah, man, this is all a ploy to stop me in my tracks. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's, you've been, how long have you been at stand up now? You're like eight, nine years in, like you've been at this for a while now. Um, you know what? It's going to be, nine years on thursday actually so there you go uh, so like yeah your ninth anniversary of doing this and i mean yeah. you know you go through the paces of you you hit the mics and you figure out what the heck your voice is and you you hustle and you do that grind and you get to a point where you drop an album like this like straight white fail and for you i mean you were having a year where you were you were opening for some pretty big comics that you sort of looked up to you were getting the festival gigs you're you're working the clubs like you were you were you were in a great spot before all this happened. Do you think that this whole pause that's happening right now, because we don't know when live shows are going to happen again, does that sort of shut down that that hustle at all for you? Like, does it put a put a pause in that in that whole grind? Yeah, I quit. <laughs> you quit. Yeah. I don't yeah, think you could do anything else really at this point. I mean, what else would you do? No, I'm. I mean, like, this is what I have to do. Unfortunately, things were, you know, clicking before this all happened, but I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people. Um, I look at it like this. I'm still a Juno nominee. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the I mean, Raptors are still NBA champions, I'm still a Juno nominee. So. And, I mean, it, in a weird way, I mean, you're in a, you're in a better position than a lot of people because you dropped this album, and it got a lot of hype, and it got a lot of plays, and now we're in a spot right now where people are doing nothing but sitting at home, listening to albums, streaming stuff online. So, I mean, in a way, it's like you can kind of – it's like a forced break for everybody, but you can at least sit back and go, okay, I did that thing. What's next now? <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to have it out. And also, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people recording albums when they come back from this are going to be having to do it to rooms that have 25% capacity. So it's nice to have gotten it out before that. Yeah, where do you see that going, actually? Because we've been talking to a few people about this. I mean, let's say tomorrow the government said, okay, every comedy club is open again, every bar is open again, let's go back to normal. I think, like, we like to think that enough people will be so sick of just, like, sitting around on their ass doing nothing by that point that they'll be wanting to get back out and see live shows again. Do you think it's going to be a slow burn coming back out of this, though? I don't think it's going to be a slow burn, like, getting people interested in comedy again or anything. I think that the the challenge is going to be just with venues themselves and how many people they can get into them and whatnot. But I think that people will be starving for live entertainment again. I mean, people want to go to concerts. People want to go to comedy shows. Um, 
it's just kind of like what realistically, like how does that look coming out of this from more from the business side rather than the, the patron side? Yeah. And I mean, even simple stuff like people are going to hopefully just want to get back to real life again. Like people are going to want to go out on dates again, even though everyone's going to be fat and have a neck beard, but you know, people are going to want to jump yeah. back into to what life was before. The interesting thing, we were talking to Fiona about this earlier for her, like it's sort of this like forced writing period for, for a lot of comics right now, or at least the serious ones. Cause let's be honest, this is going to be like the Spanish flu for open micers. There's going to be like, a, a purging there's going to be like 2000 people less, less hitting the open mics after this which maybe isn't such a horrible thing, I you know so but maybe the other goes the other way and you got a lot of people that are now just fucking reading about comedy and monitoring comedy and gaining the confidence to try it and that's terrible that's true we might have another wave of that where people are going well i watched something will be out in specials so what'll be interesting is that there'll be a big turnover in material because people are going to out of the gate not even know what their old jokes were anymore like it's kind of a forced writing period in that sense and i think that people should be trying to write right now it's difficult to write stand up specifically at the moment because you have no idea when it's coming back i mean we don't even know like whatever's relevant right at this moment might not be relevant by the time we come out of this obviously everyone's gonna have a hot five about being in quarantine but yeah yeah. a couple of weeks nobody's gonna want to hear that anymore well, and that's the other thing, too. Like, we're, and I'll come back from break on this, but we were talking to Fiona about that, too. Like, she's one of the comics that's in kind of a good position in a way because she just dropped this album, but her material always comes from basically what she's doing right now. Like, it's being a mom, being a divorced, being at home with your kid. Like, that's where her stuff comes from, and that's the audience that she's going out to. For a lot of comics, so much of your stuff comes from being out there and living that life right now. Everybody's doing the exact same thing. Everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's going to be doing material about like waiting in line for groceries and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there are a few people, it's all about who has the best joke. And then after a week, it's, it's, it's moving along. I don't think people want to just talk about this one. It's finally all done after they've lost their summer to it and everything. I think um, yeah, people want to get back to laughing about everything else in life. Yeah, fair enough. All right, we're going to come back with more Jared Campbell right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yo, this is White Wine. Young Riesling. You're tuned in to AM640 Inside Jokes, Jokes. baby. Ha! Whiskey River, take my mind. Don't let a memory touch me. Whiskey River, don't run dry. Yeah, you're high, that's all I got to carry me. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and, of course, coast to coast, Canada wide on the Global News Radio Network. We got Jarrett Campbell on the line, another comic in quarantine. Jarrett's uh, recent album, Straight White Fail, was Juno nominated, so it's one of our playlist albums today. But, Jared, before the break, we were talking about how, yeah, this is a good time for a lot of comics to sit around and, and, and write new material, but it's kind of tough when you have, you really, there's no life experience going on right now. Like, everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's waking up every day and just watching TV and figuring out what they want yeah. to eat that day and sleeping, and that's it, you know? I think the day-to-day comedy right now is covered just fine by Twitter. I don't think it's like... I think we're going to have to find new ways to inspire ourselves. And we will once we get out of this. 
Well, and that's the one thing I've noticed a lot of comics, a lot of especially like comics who would normally be on the road right now or who would normally be, you know, out at the clubs, you know, working comics. A lot of them are taking to streams that they never would have thought of before. Like a lot of people are giving in and doing not giving in, but a lot of people are going and I have a TikTok account now or here's my new YouTube channel. People that you never would have expected that before. Do you? Yeah, you're losing respect for a lot of people that we loved. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I mean, for you, I really, you as a person and you as a comic, I can't really picture you doing that stuff. Like, I see a lot of these, like, listen, I applaud people for for keeping busy and trying to, like, maintain some level of that audience. But, I mean, for you, is it more worthwhile to just take this time and go, it is what it is. I'm going to write when I come up with stuff to write, but do I really need to be on a mic in my basement right now in front of a webcam? Yeah, I don't need to do that. I don't need to dig up the first set I ever recorded and share that with you, which I thought was funny that everybody blew all of their f-ing gas in the first week of this thing and posted. Every, they added subtitles to everything they've ever done on stage, and then one week later they're like, "Buckle up! It's four more months of this." But yeah, I think that it's important to write right now, but I mean, like. You know, you, maybe you're not necessarily just writing stand-up. Like, I know everybody's saying it and doing it, but, you know, work on your screenplay, work on your... Uh, I mean, the industry's on pause right now. It will come back. There will be work again. And I think that a lot of people are um, kind of fine-tuning things to come out of the gate. And a lot of it will be... Uh, like, a lot of people, I think, are not motivated right now. It's like, oh, everybody's working on their screenplay. When the business goes back, it's going to go back to almost everybody not getting theirs picked up. So still just work on your thing commit to what yeah. you're doing and it doesn't necessarily have to be stand-up you don't have to go live on instagram but just keep your brain sharp make sure you're doing a little bit every single day to just not uh fall into a void of you know or you're getting complacent and getting too used to doing all do you see yourself coming back with like do you think this is going to change your approach or your voice on stage at all because i mean the thing about you is you're sort of like knowing you in real life and knowing you as a comic, you're sort of this exaggerated version of yourself on stage, but you do play up on the whole, you know, small town Canadiana thing, like a good old boy from small town Canada and sort of your viewpoint on things. Do you think this is a time to sort of step back and go, okay, am I going to change things up a bit after this? Or is it, am I just on pause right now? And it's going to be more of the same when I come back. Yeah. I'm going to shake the accent and just do safe jokes when I get back. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I want to, I want clean, accessible comedy for the whole family. And you know what? It's <laughs> a pandemic for me to realize that that's who I truly am. You're going to be like, come back with like a sport coat and Reeboks and do airline peanuts after this. Puppetry, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jared Campbell. Thanks so much, buddy. Yeah, I did. Uh, and of course, people can get straight white fail right now on all the platforms. This is the perfect time to kick back and listen to some good Canadian comedy albums. Cause there's no more. Everybody's watched. Everybody's watched all the Netflix shows by now. Everybody's watched all the porn by now. You might as well listen to some comedy albums, right? Yeah. Listen, support, support comedy, support people, check out their albums, buy their albums. And then of course, of course, keep checking out porn because there is new porn every single day. And people are pumping that out in innovative ways right now too. So. Isn't that, have you noticed that industry is just cruising right now? Well, I heard there are people having sex with condoms and then also masks because they didn't want to contract one of any kind of virus. And I just, those are the people I want to tip my hat to on my way out here today is the person wearing a mask and a condom because they just cannot stop fucking. Yeah, this is the safest, most productive period in, in internet porn history. Jared Campbell, thanks so much, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bro. 
this is Shirley Nome, and I'm forcibly inside listening to Inside Jokes. All right, welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and, of course, coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. And, of course, right now we have a comic calling in from Vancouver. Returning friend of the show, it's been a couple years, we've got Shirley Gnome on the line. How are you doing, Shirley? I'm doing all right. How are you folks doing? We're, you know, everybody's hanging in there. We're sort of doing the show remotely every week. We're on the air from our survivalist bunkers during this weird quarantine (laughs) We're sort yeah. of checking in with just what what the heck comics all over the country are working on, of course. But you have a brand new album that, that came out on 604 Records. That's right. So last time That's... we talked to you, you had uh, Taking It Up the Notch was your was your last album. You came on and talked to us about last time. What's, what's this new one all about? This new one, uh, kind of in opposite direction in some ways, is called Decoxification. And... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what to call it, really, because there's lots of subjects about a lot of different things on it. But the one overarching part of that album was most of it I wrote while I was practicing celibacy. So uh, that's why I called it that. I decided to still give it a dirty title. But in fact, my life was very, very clean at the time. Decoxification. I think a lot of people can relate to that right now, especially then during quarantine. Isn't that funny, hey? You know, I, I actively chose to um, isolate myself from dating for almost a year and then released an album and now I'm forcibly being removed from dating for who it's knows how like, long. So It's almost like a cruel joke, right? It's like you, you, you did this whole cleanse and you now you came back. It's like, okay, now I can get back out there. I could jump back in and everything's just mm-hmm. on pause now. Yeah, it is. It, well, you know, not everything's in your control, I suppose. It's a great lesson, uh, really exemplified by that situation. But I will tell you, it did prepare me for being alone. And I feel like I'm <laughs> yeah. better equipped than a lot of other people who are really like, you know, climbing up the walls. For me, I, I have my methods now of, of surviving on my own. And uh, so that helps, you know, as much as it's a pretty annoying. I know. And by, I think by the time all of this is over, people are going to be like, hesitant to go back out and you know single people that were in isolation by themselves like to go back out on dates and go back on the apps and all that stuff it's like yeah but i've been sitting on my couch watching netflix for three months so i probably need a haircut or to go to the gym or something first you know (laughs) what made you do that by the way was it was it just like okay this is sort of an experiment i'm going to do and just get some material out of it or was there another reason behind it Well, I definitely knew I was going to get material out of it, but uh, it was a decision I made because I fell into what I've coined a douche vortex. Okay. Um, Now, a douche vortex, it can happen to anyone who dates anyone, but basically it's when your standards sort of get slowly worn away without you really even noticing it because you've been falling deeper into this douche vortex. (laughs) <laughs> and then by the time you realize you're in the douche vortex, you're putting up with behavior that you normally would not have put up with because you've forgotten uh, what it's like to be treated better. So uh, that's what happened to me. And I talk all about that in one of my songs uh, on the album called Eggplant Emoji, as uh, that was my epiphany. <laughs> I mean, for you, when you're out uh, back when there were live shows, of course, but when you're out and you're performing, and yeah, I mean, your your material, your songs are always about like the very sex driven it's very raunchy it's just like 
fun, absurd stuff, but you get a lot of guys coming up to you at shows and just being like, well, she's singing about that, so I can go and, like, approach her now. Well, I used to, but then I put this part in my show where I talk about that phenomenon, and I do one of the most hideous things I can possibly do on stage and basically, uh, you know, present myself as a someone who will murder anyone who comes near me in that fashion. <laughs> and, and ever since I started doing that, it has not been a problem. <laughs> Which I don't blame you, because I mean, I've been to a million mics over the years, too, where it's like, you watch that happen, you you can almost like see the look in people's faces in the audience, like, okay, well, it's free game now, because they're talking about this, so I can go and, you know, hit on the performer, that kind of stuff. Exactly. It's a weird perception of what, you know, someone who's like, talking about sex, uh, and it's like a sex positivity, or just, you know, being funny, or, or making observations, doing your job. And then sex availability, and those get tied together with some people's brains who, you know, just hear what they want to hear, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not an open invitation. I, we're going to come back and find out more about decoxification, which, by the way, I think uh, out of all the, the albums that have come out recently, that is my favorite title that I've heard in such a long time. Thank you. <laughs> it just, like, sums it up so nicely. We'll come back with more shortly now and find out more about this album and what she's working on during this quarantine that we're all stuck in. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll, star of the North by Northeast Music Festival, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. And we've got Shirley Gnome on the line, all the way from out in Vancouver. Her brand new album, Decoxification, is out now from 604 Records. So, Shirley, just a recap for anybody who missed it before the break. This album, this latest album of yours, was inspired by going celibate. That's right, for almost and, a year. Mm-hmm. So, almost a year. So, I mean... Hmm. How long, like, did you have a period in between working on that album, recording that album, where you got to go back out and and sort of get out there a bit again before this whole quarantine happened? Or did you just jump right into this? No, I did. uh, Fortunately for me, I did like a sex camel, go up to an oasis and drink as much as water as I could (laughs) after uh, after I went through my uh, my abstinence time. So uh, I did. No, I returned to the land of the living before uh, everything hit the fan. So, yeah. (laughs) Was it it tough to do that only because, I mean, yeah, right now, anybody who's single during this, I mean, for the most part, everybody's just sort of on their own doing their own thing. But I think it's I think it's easier right now because, you know, like everybody is in the same boat, whereas for you, when you were like just sort of staying away from that stuff and working on this material, what was it difficult to do? It, you know, surprisingly wasn't as difficult as I thought because I really needed to do it. And the the more that I kind of 
return to myself in some ways, the better I felt. And so whatever I was looking for out of dating that, that I wasn't finding, I just found by doing that. So it actually was pretty awesome. I was surprised at how awesome it was. It was a lesson in, uh, you know, self-preservation and self-esteem and lots of good stuff. So it was fine. And it, I didn't, you know, go, well, you know, uh, when this, this is over, I won't be stuck in my house for much. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen. So, um, and I never put a time limit on it. I didn't, when, as soon as it felt right to go back to dating, I did. So it always was just going with what was best for me. So yeah, wasn't surprisingly not difficult. Short answer. <laughs> well, and I, and I think for you, I mean, this, you're one of one of the few comedians who, you know, a situation like this where everything's in shutdown, you can't go out and do live shows and everything's yeah. everything's on pause. Yeah. This is just more proof that for you, I mean, you're in a unique place because you're a comedian and a musician. You can yeah. be at home. You can work on new material. You can float stuff out on the Internet and try stuff out. You, this is just like songwriting time for you if you want to use it for that. A lot of comics are stuck in that loop where they can't generate anything new unless they're out there no. hitting those mics every night, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I I really feel for stand-ups, like people who are strictly stand-ups, because their entire system by which they create has been taken away from them. Whereas, you're right, I, I'm in a better spot for that. And I've even done um, a live stream concert. Uh, and as a musician that it seems to sort of land in a way that's different than trying to live stream a stand-up show. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm pretty grateful for the musical part of my act because uh, that is giving me a lot of legs right now. That's for sure. Yeah. And when you're doing a live stream like that, actually, it's interesting because I, I, you know, I'm watching a lot of stand-ups do this stuff. And it's, uh, I said earlier in the show to Jared Campbell, like I, I applaud people trying everything, you know, late show yeah. hosts are doing their show from their house stand-ups are trying to do these live streams and, and raise money for comics that can't work right now for you yeah. as a musician, that side of things, what, what's that, what's that audience reaction like when you're doing a live stream and it's just all feedback coming in from people sitting there watching it at home. It's actually pretty fun. I've always wanted to be able to read the minds of people when I'm on stage, but now I just can because everyone just puts their inner monologues into the comment section. So I just, waddle back up to my phone between songs and read what people are saying and um, reply to it. So there's a kind of a weird intimacy that's going on, even though we're not in the same room. So that's kind of cool. And then I go back to play my song, you know, and people request stuff and uh, people also are being funny in the comments. And so people at home are reading the comment section and laughing with people that way while they're watching me perform. So it's amazing really like kind of what's opened up in that way I, I much prefer things be you know unpandemic but um you know got to try to adapt and bring some joy and do the best we can right it's it's so i mean i think it's weird you're not in the room getting that sort of energy from the crowd but yeah you you're getting a response in real time and you're getting a reaction to things and then if pe people feel like they're part of it too i guess which also yeah. you can't really do that as much in stand-up it sort of stands in the way for you it's sort yeah. of like well bring everybody in this is almost like a party that's happening you know yeah absolutely and you know feeling connected even though you know we're not uh, physically together that's a huge part of what makes a live performance good so finding any kind of kernel of that and trying to keep it alive i think is a worthwhile endeavor while we're dealing with all this that's so true all right shirley gnome thank you so much thanks for having me nice chatting uh, with you again We'll have to have you on back in studio next time you're in town and when, when the apocalypse is over, hopefully sometime soon. But, uh, of course, in the meantime, people can get that new album, Decoxification. That's on all the platforms, and it's out there from 604 Records. Shirley, thanks so much. 
Thank you. Have a good one. Stay safe. You too. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much to all of our guests today, Fiona O'Brien, Jarrett Campbell, and Shirley Nome. Three completely different Canadian comedy albums from three different corners of the country. And as you heard on tonight's show, three completely different viewpoints and what people are working on during this forced quarantine. Uh, don't forget, you can download Magically Malicious from Fiona O'Brien, Straight White Fail from Jarrett Campbell, and Decoxification from Shirley Dome. I love that one. Best That's album favorite. name ever. <laughs> Best album name ever. Uh, so, you know, we're all sitting at home right now. This is a perfect time. There's some fantastic new comedy albums out there from, from some of Canada's finest. Download these albums, support Canadian comics, listen to this new material until we can all get back out there and watch live shows again. Vince, what do we got? One more uh, Hakeem, Hakeem sponsorship before we go? Sure. Hakeem Optical, helping you see the bathroom scale, so put down the fake noon, you fat, isolated bastard. <laughs> there, there, there we go. Uh, we'll see what they think about that one. That's our show, and don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes from Season 4 right to the beginning on Global News Online, and we'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Jarrett Campbell. So nice to be here. I've been traveling all over this country. I recently had to share a room with a comedian that has this lovely affliction, sleep apnea. You guys know it? For those of you that aren't really familiar with sleep apnea, that is when you go to sleep and then fight for your life for the next eight hours. And the guy fighting for his life has no idea this is happening. It's always the first person in the morning walking out in a towel. Hey, how'd you sleep? It's like, how the fuck did you sleep, man? <laughs> Sounded like you were being waterboarded in there all night. <laughs> this guy would make a noise like every 10 seconds, he'd go, <clears throat> and then just cut out, just flatline, mouth open on the bed. I'm just sitting there shivering, holding my knees in the corner. And every time he came back to life, he sounded like someone who'd been held underwater for too long. He's like, Aah! I was like, Jesus Christ! You spend the whole first half of the night hoping that this guy does not die in this room with you. And the second half of the night, praying that he does. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.